Sometimes a donation doesn't always go as planned, but if the spirit is willing, there is a way. It's a great way to just continuously honor your loved one and celebrate those moments that you had of happiness and, you know, try to just balance the good and the bad of the loss. That's Shauna Hall, whose wife, Dr. Yvetta Hall, was a donor in spirit, someone who had a passion to be an organ and tissue donor, but wasn't able to. Shauna is carrying on in her name. I'm Marian Shuck, your host for Let's Talk Hope, a podcast devoted to sharing stories and turning tragedies into triumphs. We're going to talk about something that we normally don't talk about on Let's Talk Hope. We talk about organ and tissue donation all the time, but we really don't talk about donors in spirit. Can you tell us a little bit about your wife, who was our donor in spirit? Yes. So Dr. Yvetta Hall was my wife of almost five years prior to her passing. She was an educator with Chicago Public Schools, uh, specifically in the area of special education. And she was uh, a doctoral student that completed her doctorate in reading um, to attempt to close the gaps in reading, especially for our Black and Brown students within the school system. And she was loving, kind, very selfless, and just had a joyful spirit. Shauna, can you tell us what led your wife to being a donor in spirit? I understand she had fibromyalgia and rheumatoid arthritis. Yes. So because of those two medical conditions that do unfortunately affect the organs, she was unable to donate any organs. That's how she became a donor in spirit. So it was very unfortunate, but the connection that was made with the gift of hope has been incredible since then. As we talk about a donor spirit, I just want to explain to our audience that a donor spirit is really someone who had the vision and the passion and the hope to be an organ and tissue donor. But as you mentioned a second ago, there were some extenuating circumstances that didn't allow her to be able to be a donor, but it was her wish. Was Dr. Hall a registered organ and tissue donor? No, she actually wasn't. Okay. Uh, but because of the passion that she had to give back to the community and because she was just a giver overall, I, as her wife, decided that what better gift than to give in this capacity, unfortunately, like we stated before, that she was unable to do so because of the two medical conditions. But that was my reasoning behind going ahead to attempt to go through the process to donate. And had you all had the conversation beforehand just about organ and tissue donation and the life decisions? We actually did because I am a registered donor. However, she was not. Of course, we had two different views about it. I, you know, understood the need 
and the greatness behind the donation, where she was a little bit on the uninformed side, where it was more so, no, I'm really not okay with that because of just the miseducation in regards to how the process works, which I think is more than a great reason than to educate our different communities, especially of people of black and brown color, because there is a lack of understanding and you know, about the process, about why it's important. And she, unfortunately, definitely was one of those people. It's very interesting that you talk about education, awareness, people not understanding the process of donation, especially given that your wife was a doctor and very educated. But I find that, you know, I've been with Gift of Hope 13 years, and you would be amazed, Shauna, at the number of people who have a lot of misinformation People have a lot of mistrust for organ and tissue donation, but more importantly, they have a lot of mistrust for the medical industry, which leads to misinformation and miseducation. One of the things that you've been doing is really working with Gift of Hope to sort of change that narrative. Are you particularly changing the narrative just for Black and Brown communities? Are you hoping to change the narrative for LGBTQ communities? I am open to changing the narrative for all people. Those are two minority groups that are very important and seem to be to the more less educated, but it's my goal as an ambassador for Gifts of Hope just to spread the word and educate to all because, you know, even though those two populations may be on the bottom end of the spectrum in terms of having that knowledge, but just the general knowledge overall is what my goal is, just to make it be known the importance of donation, why it's important, and definitely that process, and to definitely dispel some of the myths that are behind donations. Thank you for your service. Thank you for that, because it is really important to have people in the community who look like the community to be able to share their experiences around organ, eye, and tissue donation, to share experiences like this one. I thought that it was very important to tell your story, to tell and help people understand what a donor in spirit was the impetus around wanting to be a donor, but it's very interesting that you made the decision for your wife because she wasn't really sure. But the fact that you made the decision for her is very important because a lot of times people have conversations, but they don't have conversations. They do not have conversations about end-of-life decisions. They do not help people understand what their wishes are. And so I, I thank you for being able to, in that most terrible time, which I can only imagine because I've gone through the same thing and losing a spouse is a blur in a tragic circumstance. So for you to be able to make that decision during the worst day of your life is commendable. Right. Thank you. It definitely was, well, first of all, I wasn't even thinking about 
organ donation. But when I received the phone call, I was like, I just need a moment to think just because I had just gotten home from the hospital after she transitioned. And I just needed a moment just to sit and process. And, you know, I just thought about, like I said previously, about her being a giver. Not only that, but her brother happened to be a recipient of a kidney. So I was like, she was a giver. Why not? Let's go ahead and do it. And that's interesting that you make that comment that her brother was a recipient of a kidney. Sometimes I hear that people who have received organs or their families sign up and yes, rah, 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 we want to be an organ donor. We want to thank the people who have been selfless. But even in spite of that, Dr. Iveta just wasn't sure. Can you explain that phenomenon? Again, the lack of education. Mm-hmm. And I know that when we did have the conversation about myself being an organ donor, a registered organ donor, because I was way before we met each other. So when she found out that I was, it was like, oh my gosh. And I remember the conversation that we had. She was like, I don't want anybody cutting on you and There's this myth about, oh, will it be days before they return you, you know, after they take you to extract organs and things like that. And it was just like, no, you know, that's not how this happens. But it was a big no for her. I think it was based a lot on emotions, though, but still, nevertheless, the lack of education. Oh, most definitely. I will tell you, I started working at Gift of Hope 13 years ago. And when I started, my daughter was 10. And, you know, as only kids can be, she was so excited about mommy's new job. She got to come and visit. And uh, so she started asking people to see their licenses at Thanksgiving to see if they were an organ donor. And my husband was not an organ donor. And she's, mommy, mommy, daddy is not an organ donor. And I was like, Reggie Shuck, do you know what I do every day for a living? How could you not be an organ donor? And the one thing he said to me was, well, I want you to make that decision. And I said to him, you can't ask me to make that decision on what could possibly be the worst day of my life, the fact that I'm never going to see you again. This has to be a decision for you, and you have to make that decision for me and Malika. And of course, he went on to get registered, but I feel your pain in terms of having conversations with with loved ones about these decisions because no one wants to even think about death. But it's very important that as communities of color and communities all over that one, you know your medical history your family's medical history. And then you have these conversations about end of life decision because oftentimes people don't know where stuff is, right? They don't know where the insurance is. They don't know who's the legal next to kin. At that point, I had to realize, Shauna, that my 10-year-old was my legal next to kin, you know, if something were to happen to me and my husband at the same time, you know, as it was, you know, my husband uh, died two and a half years ago. And so, Definitely, I was his legal next of kin, but I made those decisions with my daughter, with our daughter, on how to 
navigate, but thankfully he was a registered organ donor and he did go on to become a tissue donor. And so I know the pain of losing a spouse, but also being the one to be able to continue to talk about the process of organ and tissue donation, but really to help educate communities who are underserved and marginalized. And so tell us a little bit about some of the things that you've done with Gift of Hope and how you're getting the message out there. So in honor of Dr. Hall last year in May, which was the year anniversary of her passing, I worked with Olivia and we went to a cafe in Inglewood in here in Chicago that both of us frequented for lunch because we used to work together. And she continued to frequent after I left and went to another school. So we decided to go to the cafe and set up and educate the patrons, buy them a cup of coffee and talk and give them literature and let them know the importance of donation and definitely to think about it, research and those things. And that was such a heartwarming opportunity to do it on her behalf and her honor. And just to let people know that These are things that are important in the communities that are, you know, we know that are of color and sometimes underserved and therefore being, you know, not educated about organ donation. So that was one of the things that I've done that was so fun. I actually did a webinar for nurses and doctors, and I spoke about the level of sensitivity that Gift of Hope has. And it's not this, oh, yeah, how about you donate? You know, it's really important type thing. It wasn't just, you know, some, hey, we need a liver, we need a heart or anything like that. It was very, very empathetic and sensitive And definitely, it was almost like a sense of comfort almost when I received the phone call. The person had a really nice, gentle voice, which, you know, made a phone call that could have been filled with lots of anxiety be a little bit more calming. And I was able to, at that time, really think about, like I told you, Dr. Hall being a giver and definitely giving to the community. And, you know, I was able to do that. And the tears flow during the conversation um, silently. But, you know, it was just going through the process and listening to somebody that constantly said, you know, you could take a moment breathe and was very caring was one of the most powerful experiences that I had during the whole process after her transition because you know it's definitely business that has to be taken care of and I will say that my contact with Gift of Hope was one of the more 
comforting ones. You know, even though we're talking about organ donation, it was definitely a positive experience. So just also letting people know that listen, talk, think about it, ask questions in regards to if you receive that phone call, just also participating in the different workshops that go on for families, because I feel like the Gift of Hope activities definitely are not, you know, designed to be like, oh, you lost someone and let's remember and have it be this sad moment and be tearful and things like that. All of the activities that I've participated in as a donor and spirit wife and as an ambassador have all been so positive in regards to celebrating the life of the loved one that was lost. And one of my favorite ones that I speak about all the time is the memory box that we did around this time last year. We had a box and paintbrushes, markers, sticky notes, and candy. And the idea was for you to decorate it in honor of your loved one. And anytime you wanted a piece of candy, in order to get a piece of candy, you had to write a note to your loved one on the sticky note. And then you could have candy. And (laughs) that was the best experience ever. Like, I still, I mean, the box sits on my desk and lots of times I don't, you know, want any candy or whatever, but just to be, have that, to write a note, even if it's just something as simple as drawing a heart, which is something that I've done. And it was so funny because I actually was going through some clothing and ran across a jacket of hers and in the pocket was a pack of now laters candy. (laughs) So I was like, Oh my gosh, I could put this in there. And I mean, for me, it's sentimental. I would never eat the candy, but just to know that it's in there. And it was so funny how I found the candy and instantly thought to put it in the memory box and (laughs) just had warm and fuzzy feelings behind that. And those are the type of experiences that Gift of Hope, you know, offers to the families, whether or not you're a donor in spirit or you're a recipient or you lost the loved one that was an actual donor. And I mean, how great is that to have this type of support? Because I've said before that one of the things that I really like about gift of hope is that it's not just, oh yeah, can we get these organs or are you interested or we would like to or whatever. And then they just dump you by the wayside. That's not what happens. (laughs) And I'm so glad for that because, you know, to keep in touch and to build a community, you know, of people who 
have experienced loss, no matter what the situation was, or even, like I said, that have been a recipient, it's a great way to just continuously honor your loved one and celebrate those moments that you had of happiness and, you know, try to just balance the good and the bad of the loss. So I really am ecstatic about being a part of Gift of Hope. And, you know, I'm willing and have been willing to do whatever I can. So that's why being a part of this podcast was definitely a yes for me. Well, I thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for sharing your 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 experiences and your memories. And you so eloquently put that. It was a process. It was a comfort. And you also get a chuckle out of it to have the candy and have something that when maybe you're having a bad day, you look at it and you remember or you can write a note. And it's about keeping that memory alive. My husband was an avid bike rider. We biked all the time. And people keep asking me, when are you going to do a bike ride? When are you going to do a bike ride? And I... One, I don't know that I have the energy, and two, I just haven't really been able to get back on the bike since he's been he's been gone. But have you thought of anything that you might do to honor Dr. Hall? I don't know. Have you thought about a foundation? Have you? I mean, you know, I, I'm just asking because it just seems like people always ask me, so I'm asking you. Oh. Um... <laughs> It would definitely, if I had to, she has such a love for education. And even when she passed, I allowed family and friends to partake in writing tributes. The common denominator in memories was just her passion for education, encouraging others to get an education and her love as a teacher. And so if I had to do a foundation, it would definitely be something along the lines of education and mentoring. Now, to be honest with you, I am a teacher and it's like, I would rather do something different. <laughs> but <laughs> but for her, it would definitely be that education and mentoring piece because she was very adamant about being educated. And I always speak to people, being an educator myself, about having an education gives you choices, if nothing else, you know, to do whatever it is that you want to do in life. And that was one of the things that we shared in common about education and being educators. Well, Shauna, it has been a pleasure to talk to you today, to hear your story about Dr. Iveta Hall and your life and your experiences with Gift of Hope. And I want to thank you so much for considering um, probably on the worst day of your life, uh, someone else and being able to donate. And although extenuating circumstances didn't allow that to happen, we thank you so much for being a donor wife in spirit. And we thank you for the gift of Dr. Hall. And thank you so much for being here today. Oh, you are definitely welcome. And, you know, my my wishes, my prayers are that the gift of hope continues to do the work and 
educating different communities and spread the word to all walks of life, the importance of organ and tissue donation. And I am extremely excited about being a part of it as an ambassador, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Even though I lost my spouse at the same time, I gained a family of such caring people. That's my silver lining in the dark cloud that was over my head at that point. So I appreciate you allowing me to speak about this as I have been dedicated to doing the work with Gift of Hope. Well, again, thank you for letting us be the silver in your dark cloud. Yes, yes, thank you. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Hope. We encourage you to start the conversation about organ and tissue donation with your loved ones today and make your wishes known. You can register to become a donor on giftofhope.org. Hello, Tina Montgomery, Supervisor, Community Outreach. In my role, I'm responsible for raising awareness and educating the community about organ, eye, and tissue donation. Daily, I am asked a host of questions about the donation process and how it works. So we've solicited some questions from our audience and we've put them on a big wheel and we're gonna spin them and see what comes up. So now we're gonna spin the wheel and it is going around and around and around. It is landing on question number eight. Question number eight says, does donation interfere with funeral arrangements? Wow, well I'm here to tell you, donors are treated with great dignity and respect throughout the donation process. Skilled surgeons and medical professions recover organs and tissue in a surgical procedure that does not interfere with customary funeral arrangements. Open casket visitation, burial and cremation, all can occur. We treat our donor families and our donors as they are our own families. So trust and believe that Gift of Hope is gonna do the best they can by your loved one. So I thank you all so much for that question. It was a wonderful question to have today keep the questions coming. We'll continue to add them to our wheel. We have a bunch of spaces left to add more questions. So bye-bye. If you like what you've heard today, we hope that you will listen again wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Let's Talk Hope was produced by Rivet. And if you'd like to hear more great podcasts, please visit rivet360.com.